Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Blog Talk Radio. For me, girl, it's a snowy Wednesday. We in the middle of our fourth nor'easter storm in as many weeks. Child, where is spring? <laughs> Sitting at home like a deadbeat dad. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> girl, it's been one of those one of those winters, and the winter just doesn't want to let go. But nonetheless, Lisa and I are here in the chat room with you guys this evening, no matter what's going on outside. Yes, yes, yes. We appreciate everybody that tunes in and supports us on a weekly basis. He and I really appreciate everybody. Child, we be we just do so much. We got a lot going on. We got a lot of things we want to do for 2018. We want to make mm-hmm. sure that we're always letting people know what's going on in the literary world because I think it's a lot of different events going on. And I think, you know, it's it's a good thing because, when I first started reading, there wasn't a lot of events. I think the first book uh-huh. that I went to was Ashley and Jaquavis. They came to um, Barnes & Noble in um, Allen Park, Michigan. And that was the first uh-huh. book event the type book signing that I had ever been to. But there weren't uh-huh. any, you know, much more after that, you know. And so now this year there is so many. you got the Atlanta African American Book Expo. That's June 8th 
through the 10th. You got the AANBC Awards. That's June 8th through the 10th. You also got, if you are in the Louisiana area or if you're going to the Essence, you got the Road to Essence book event by, uh, presented by MBT Publishing. That's July 5th through the 8th. You got Miss, and I love her. I call her. She is the book plug for Detroit, I tell you. Michelle mm-hmm. Moore and P.S. White, they have the uh, Detroit Grind. That sounds and like that it's going to be awesome, Yes, that's going to be May 19th. It's the Hustle Grind Book Fair, May 19th, and it's in Detroit. So if you're in the Detroit area, make sure you head over to Hood Books. It's going to be there. Uh, it's going to actually be two events because, you know, Miss Michelle, she's part of that old school hustle. And so mm-hmm. back in the day, and I'm going to say back in the day like she's old, but she's been writing a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they had to hustle books differently. You know, their their grind for their books were different. So the hustle is from nine to is from noon to six. That's like a regular book fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have tables. You'll have uh, they have tons of authors coming out from everywhere. And then they have mm-hmm. the grind, which is from six p.m. to midnight. Because you know, at Hood Books, they always have book events. Their book events are all day. They don't shut mm-hmm. down to like eleven, twelve o'clock at night. They are literally mm-hmm. hustling books. They have readers there, book clubs there, authors, you name it, it's there. Mm-hmm. And so the grind portion is from six PM to midnight. And that's gonna be at Hood Books. And you know, if you are in the D- Detroit area and you wanna just go to Hood Books and grab you at Urban Fiction, Erotica, Contemporary Fiction, um, she got so many different kinds of books. It's two four zero seven East Seven Mile, and that's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be nice. You know, I'm also the C, the co-owner of Reese World Publishing. So we have two of our authors, Malachi Taylor and Byron Carey, who is going to be on tonight. Uh, they will be in the house at the book, the Hustle and Grind Book Fair in May, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we have uh, the Atlanta Kickback. That's in July. Oh, and then you have uh, Sister uh, uh, Papaya. Sister Dunbett. Yep, SOL, that's in April. That's right around Mm -hmm. the corner, So, and that's in the D.C. area. So there's book events. If you want to go to a book event and you want to see your favorite author or you even want to meet and greet new authors, there Mm -hmm. are plenty of events around to go to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, if you do plan to attend on any of those events that Lisa mentioned, check your girls out from the ladies in this chat. We're going to be at a few of those, and we're going to kick it off at the uh, Atlanta African American Book Expo in, in Atlanta, Georgia, as well as the AANBC Awards. The ladies in this chat are going to be dividing up our time there, and we're also going to be in the New Orleans area that weekend of July 4th, starting on the 5th. And we'll be at the Atlanta Kickback, and Lisa will be at that Hood uh, Hustle and Grind in Detroit, Michigan. So make sure if you come out, look for your girls. We're going to be out and about having a great time spreading that literature, that great literature word, and we hope to see you. Come up and say hi. We'd love to meet you guys. Absolutely. When we did the kickback last year, last year was the first time we really went out and about, and it was like, oh, my God, and I was like, Oh my God! But it, it was exciting <laughs> that people wanted to meet us. It was like you want to meet us, really? 
right? And we had a great time. Great time. And we got to meet so many people that have been through the doors of us chat, Leisha. It was just awesomely amazing to kind of finally put faces to names and, and just having fun in the chat room. And they so appreciate, you know, the, the platform that we give them here on Let's Chat. But we appreciate them even more for grinding out some time, their busy time, just to come kick it with us here on Let's Chat and our listening audience. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And tonight, you know, me and T always get started before we get started. <laughs> Because this is what we do. We 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 love, literally love what it is that we do, and mm-hmm. so when we get in here and we're able to talk books and talk literature and just do it the royal way, we always have a good time, and we appreciate when mm-hmm. other people come in and have a good time with us. But you know, we always got to kick our show off. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Like we should say, we can get going no matter what. Just put us together and forget about everything else. But we know we have some new faces up here in the chat room, and we want to welcome you guys. And just let you know what Lisa and I do here on Let's Chat. We love celebrating literature the royal way, like we said. And not just literature. We celebrate all walks of life the royal way, whether it be in our music community, our reading community, our legal our, our entertainment, you name it, they have been through the doors of Let's Chat. We get to hear and share their passion and what it is that they do. And you never know who may be listening, and you may touch them some kind of way and just kind of encourage them to follow their dream and to follow their passion. But we love celebrating it in a royal way here on Let's Chat. So we hope you guys are ready to kick back and have a great show. Lisha always gives us a great topic. Our topic tonight is Bumpy Rides. Ride it out. But at least before we get into that, we had a guest on this chat a little while ago by the name of Avery Good. Do you remember that interview? She yes, was such you a know, doll. I call her Shug Avery. <laughs> but girl, I was in between. You know, when I try to get a good book in between editing, it must be good if I'm going to take a minute out. But I finally read her book. Head Which Doctor one? Hey, Doctor? Child. Yeah, we all, I don't call it Sugar Avery for nothing, honey. <laughs> oh, MG Leash. You know, I had to put I had to put my reader hat and get it, jump in her inbox. <laughs> That's how good it was. I'm like, girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to get into it. I'm going to have to get into that head, doctor. Is that good? Oh, my God, yes. I said I got to make sure I tell Leash. And get Avery a good a shout out. Make sure you hit our archives up and check out that interview. Belish, she made the character. You know how we love to hate, love to hate certain characters. Girl, uh-huh, she uh-huh. put her on blast. Kalia, I was a girl. Where's part two? Don't you be giving us that part. I'm like, where is part two? I was one of those fanatic fans. <laughs> Girl, yes. you know, I you gotta get that non- book. I've been on a nonfiction kick. A lot of nonfiction uh-huh. books is, uh, and I do audiobooks because most of the time I'm working. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to listen to the audiobooks. So I've been doing nonfiction books, uh, but I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get into it. You know, Ashley Antoinette, mm-hmm. she got that ethics. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. uh, read uh, Prada Plan, but Ethic got mm-hmm. his own story child. Ethic, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Monster Flame. So Ethic got mm-hmm. his story. It's out, y'all, and I'm like, I need to go and, and get some time so I can read this book. 
I, I'm itching because I got so much stuff to do. I'm like, I don't have time to read no book right now. But, you know, uh-huh. this is the thing about a good pen for me. A good pen will make me put stuff down and make time mm-hmm. to get it in. Exactly. A good pen. And it's not many authors and many books that I'll put work down to read. Um, mm-hmm. But Ashley Antoinette, I love her pen, um, and I will put work down for that. I will put work down mm-hmm. for ethic. I just can't put it down right now. Um, if you guys mm-hmm. have not read Moth to a Flame, make sure that y'all read Moth to a Flame and then get ethic. That is the next. He got his own little spinoff. Moth to a Flame is the best series. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to say that it's, teens can read it as well because it's, mm-hmm. it's a life lesson. It's a good read and a life lesson. And mm-hmm. Child, when I tell you, when I saw that, I said, let me share. Because, you know, I, I'm I'm good for sharing stuff. I'm like, let me share this good read, because I know it's a good read. I just ain't got to it yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that's the only thing. You know, we, Lisha and I, we have so much on our plate, so much going on, that when we get a chance to read a good book, it has to be really good to take us away from our responsibilities. But, girl, check out that head doctor. She said part two will be dropping off next month. Yes, ma'am. I can't I'm gonna have wait. to get that. I'm gonna have to get that. But you know, I've been writing, and so mm-hmm. and shout out to Nene Capri because she always say that. You know, most authors don't read when they're writing because you don't want to take in someone else's story. Mm-hmm. So on top of writing, I'm you know I'm working on Reese World stuff and less chat stuff, so I don't have that extra time, and I work so. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. get. I'm, I'm about to get it in. I'm gonna have to get me a little of that hair doctor. Oh yeah, and you know Nene's pen is another one that'll draw me in from what I'm doing. But uh, absolutely, that we waiting theory. on that trap five. Uh, yeah, we waiting on that trap right, five. That's right, Miss Nene. Tap tap tap, Miss Nene Capri. <laughs> That's right. We we waiting on that trap five here. You know, trappers. We we know to start cause traffic and cause trouble when we ain't got our book. Girl. Okay. And you know, trappers are worldwide, least. We are worldwide. <laughs> Make sure y'all check out that Pussy Trap. Mm-hmm. Get caught Great up. Great series. Absolutely. So we've been chop, chop, chopping it up. We appreciate everybody that's kicking it with us tonight in the chat room. We got a great, great show for you tonight. We have comedian Coco Brown, author Byron Carey, author and publisher Byron Carey, and author Candy Bozeman. They're going to be kicking in with us in the chat room today. We're going to talk that mm-hmm. talk about bumpy roads, ride it out. This is the thing about bumpy roads because mm-hmm. everybody has a lane. When you move your lane, we always say your lane moves smooth. But there are times that there are obstacles in your lane which cause your lane to be a little bumpy. And when it's something you really, really want and something you really, really are going hard for, this is the thing. Everybody is not going to move like you do. Everybody does not grind like you do. So sometimes your grind is by yourself. You're doing it by yourself because everybody doesn't move the way you move, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that road gets bumpy, especially if you have family. You know, little things, they they get in in your way. You might have a little Mm -hmm. pothole here, might need to move, you know, move a little something here. You got some right. construction over here because, you know, you're always making those bold moves in the dark. So when you make bold moves, you add another lane. 
Mm-hmm. And so it gets a little bumpy sometimes. And those that really, really want it, they write it out. And those that mm-hmm. aren't sure that they want it, they pull over. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying when <laughs> when you're going for what you want and you're you're getting what you want and you are determined to make those things happen, then when the road mm-hmm. gets bumpy, you just write it out. If it starts snowing, mm-hmm. you write it out. If it starts raining, you write it out. Mm-hmm. Not just when it's good. Mm-hmm. So you get where you're going. Absolutely. So you get where you're going. And your road, your, it's your lane, so it's never going to end. It's just going to expand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because even mm-hmm. though you're doing one thing, you should always be moving, moving, moving. Your vision doesn't mm-hmm. stop. Your vision keeps going. Mm-hmm. Once you That's get to, to one level, then there's another level. You get to that level, mm-hmm. you're always going to want something. You're always going to want more. You're never going to um, be stagnant. I, I posted the other day. I was like, you just can't put me in the corner and expect me to sit still. Remember how I used to get in trouble back in the day? And your mama and your mm-hmm. grandma used to put in the corner and be like, sit there. And you moving around and you always in trouble because you you just can't sit in. I was one of them kids. I just can't sit in the corner and not do nothing. You just can't sit me down and think I'm not going to do nothing. I'm doing uh-huh. something. I'm always going to want more. And so when you're always wanting more and you're ambitious, that does not mean that the road doesn't get bumpy for you. Mm-hmm. You have to see your way past it. You have to keep that vision alive and keep that vision ahead so that you can um, overcome those obstacles that may step into your path because those obstacles are put there for a reason. It may be able to strengthen, it may be there to strengthen you and, and your uh, desire to, to, to get where you want to go. It may deter you, may not need to be a certain place yet. You know, those obstacles are there for a reason. You have to go through your trials and tribulations and just come out stronger for them all. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm excited. We have our first guest who's going to come into the chat room. Now, Candy Bozeman, a shout-out to Stacy Johnson-Leonard. She always thinks of us, and I appreciate her for always thinking of us, when, especially when uh-huh. she has her clients. And so we have her on the show, and this is like the perfect topic because she has a book called Confidence Conflict. Uh-huh. And it's the ultimate exercise journey to help you tell your story. And I'm like, this is like the perfect topic uh, to have her on the show and be able to um, talk about and expand on that. You know, because a lot uh-huh. of times people don't know how to apply those things to their life. Uh-huh. And I'm glad she has this just like a journal. That's like the best thing because when you're trying to put stuff together – Sometimes you got to write it down. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you just keep it jumbled up in your head. It's all over the place because you got tons of stuff in your head. Sometimes you have to write it down. And you got to have that conflict within you so that mm-hmm. your confidence stands out. So I'm excited that we have her in the chat room. We're going to pull her up in here, this up in this thing. Okay. So that she can kick in the chat room door and just turn it on out. Hey, Candy, how are you? Hey, hey, ladies, how y'all doing? I'm doing well. We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight, Candy. Thank y'all for having me. I'm very excited to join y'all tonight. 
We are excited to have you. Thank you for taking time out to come and kick it with us. For all of those that are not familiar with you and your fabulous pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Okay. Well, my name is Chandy Ray, and um, I have been in the beauty industry for over 20 years now um, as a stylist, image consultant, and I just recently, within the past um, four years, started to transition. Well, I'm still doing, I'm in the beauty industry, but I am also adding, and eventually I will transition totally into um, the motivational, the inspirational speaking piece. I like to call it inspirational speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a newly, uh, new author. I'm a certified and li- uh, professional life coach. Um, and my expertise is, is in confidence and helping you tell your story. So my book uh, that you guys have me on for today, Confidence Conflict, it, it just started from um, basically personal development going through personal development myself and discovering things that I needed help with, and journaling is what helped me. Oh. Absolutely. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, what was going on in your world when you decided to sit down and say, I want to, because you, you, you have a lot of on your on your plate, as it is. Mm-hmm. You are an image consultant. You style. You got life coach businesses, what made you want to branch out and say, I need to write a a book about what I'm going through to help people that are going through the same thing? What was going on that made you sit down and do that at that point in your life? Well, um, the thing about it was that I realized that when I'm standing behind the chair in the salon talking and telling my story to people, um, that it was helping them, and, and that was only a small sphere of influence that I could help people. So once they started telling me, relaying to me, like, listen, you need, I got a lot of encouragement from people. You need to write a book. You know, my life story, to put it in a book, I won't have no family, no family members. I won't have nobody <laughs> in my life. So if I get to talking and telling stuff, it's going to be curtains for me. So I, it mm-hmm. took me years to do it. I had always been in a place where I wanted to write a book, you know, ever since mm-hmm. I had some really dramatic things happen in my traumatic things happen in my life, but I never thought that I was allowed. And so it came to a point through the personal development where I gave myself permission to be transparent and to to understand that my story is my story, and I had to find um, a way to tell it without worrying about telling somebody else's story. So I found a, a clever way to, to to do that, and I wanted to. Uh, extend that to everybody else. I wanted to let them know that I don't care if your family told you that what happens here stays here. There's no talking outside of the the house. You are your own individual person and you have your own story and you're allowed to tell it. So I wanted to create something that gave people permission to be vulnerable, to be transparent, and to start jotting down their stuff. Whether they told it in a large crowd or if they just told it to themselves and they put it on paper, I wanted that, mm-hmm. that's the reason why I did it, because I mm-hmm. wanted to pe- take people through a journey. Um, I want them to go back in time in their life journey and find out why they do certain things, you know. So I asked questions that in the journal, I asked certain questions during the exercises that to say, oh, my God, you know, you know, this, I started, I'm this way, I'm controlling because 
I lived a life where I didn't have any boundaries. You know, mm. I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I, I just asked a series of questions like that, and that's the reason I did it, because I just wanted people to not forget where they came from and why they are the way they are today. Mm-hmm. Wow. And ultimately, that's build awesome. confidence, authentic confidence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Candy, this is Tony, and thank you so much for sharing that. But as you was uh, putting this all together to share with the, the people that you were going to share it with, what was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself, and what was the most difficult obstacle you learned you had to overcome in order to to make this journey? Oh, man, the most difficult thing that I learned about myself while writing the book um, mm-hmm. Was was that I, I downplayed my life story. That mm. to to listen to to read it back to myself and and um go through the emotions you know that I went through and I didn't even put mm-hmm. everything there because there's something else coming. But just to read it back, I was like, wow, I it, it was a hard discovery for me. That, that was the hardest thing that I had put so I had stuffed so much down that I had become numb. To my own life, and I made it a small thing. And to see it on paper, it was a small, and that was one of the hard mm-hmm. things um, that I had to overcome. And then you asked me mm-hmm. another question. Um, what was that other? What was the What was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself? Oh man, I, the biggest thing I learned about myself is that um, I'm smarter than I thought I was, and that wow. the whole problem the whole problem was that. Um, everything that I thought about myself wasn't the truth. It was just it was perceived from other people, and so I I, I had to to understand that I had to find myself even in the book. Had to make sure that I am still walking in authenticity, even though I teach it. You know mm-hmm. that's what I coach on. I had to make sure that I am really, you know, my authentic self, and make sure that I'm tearing down all of the perceptions of what people said. Or who, who they said I was. Mm-hmm. And isn't that mm-hmm. something? Folks will always try to sell you a version of you that they see mm-hmm. for you. They mm-hmm. will try to sell you what they see for you in a minute, whether it's a positive yeah. thing yeah. or a bad thing. And a lot of times, even like when you get. Um, Advice from people It's always always based on their experience And their expectations And so when mm-hmm. people are trying to sell you A version of you It's based on their expectation of you They may not see you going farther than Two blocks down You may see yourself right. going to the next city But they only see you going two blocks down Because they only see themselves going two blocks down Exactly mm-hmm. Talk that's a little real. bit about yes. that Because that's a big thing Yeah and also in that, um, I talk about uh, how people, you know, will project their own fears onto you. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, what you were what you were saying that can only that can really work on a lot of people, where people will will, like you said, sell sell you of how they look at you and how they ultimately look at themselves. Um, that right there can happen very easily and be accepted by many when they don't have an identity. And for me, I didn't have an identity because, you know, my story, um, long story short, my, you know, I, before I could develop and learn who I was, it was already 
told to me who I was. When when I came up pregnant twice at the age of, you know, before I was 16 and, and, and went mm-hmm. through what I went through with the, with the um, rapes and all that, I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to tell them, you know, what happened to me or whether I was allowed to tell it, it was, it wasn't believable. So at that point, my identity was, was tarnished. I didn't, I hadn't even really developed one. So when they tell you, Oh, you, you're a whore, you ain't going to never graduate. You're going to be this, that, and the other. If you hadn't really developed any confidence in yourself and you really didn't know who you were to begin with, then you start Mm -hmm. to, those things are like seeds. They start planting and you start, to become some of those things that they say, it, it, it takes a strong person to really denounce those things mm-hmm. and not let it define you. Right, right. To understand the things that happen to you, you know, those things happen to you. That doesn't mean that that's who you are. That's mm-hmm. exactly. Absolutely. And people change. Uh, people, right. people change. And so, what you did yesterday, you're you're not that same person that you're, you were at that time. But this is the thing that I found right. about change in people. Everybody around you is not going to see your change because some people don't want to see mm-hmm. it because your change requires mm-hmm. them to change. And if they're not ready to change, they're going to want to keep you in the same position, in the same mindset, doing the same thing. If you just look at mm-hmm. this over the last six months, if you are doing the same mm-hmm. thing you were doing six months ago, it's a problem. If you haven't changed anything, because we're constantly changing, right. we we change every That's day. Right. And those people that are really, really for you, they change and grow with you over time. Mm-hmm. It's always a mm-hmm. But when you run into those people that they don't see your change, and most likely it's family. Yeah, I said it. Y'all don't yeah. see no yeah. or text messages. <laughs> Sometimes it's <laughs> family. First, that don't see your change. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they see you well, from 1995. This is their that's they they don't see you going any farther because they don't want to accept that you've done things differently and they have to change the way they interact with you. Mm-hmm. And I also to add to that, I also I believe in everything that you just said. I think it's the truth, but I I have also found that. A telltale sign, if y'all want to know if somebody knows that you've changed and that they see it, one thing that you can best believe, they're going to always bring up who you were and what you did years ago because mm-hmm. they see the change. They see the change, but they, they see it so much they want they feel like they have to remind you of when they felt like you was not worthy of anything. For them mm-hmm. to pull up your past, that's for them to say that, that they see the change in you in a positive way, and they don't want you to forget where you came from. And so that's another spin on it for me is when I've seen the people, when I've encountered the people who wanted to remind me of what I didn't do. Um, remember when you didn't finish this? You always started something. You never finished. But let's talk about what I did finish. Let, let me let's mm-hmm. shift gears real quick. We're not, I'm not going to let you talk about that with me anymore because that's my mm-hmm. past. And I want you to recognize what I, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. people will quickly bring up what you didn't do when they do see the change. Because they, I mean, what you, who you were then, because they want, they don't want you to forget. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And uh, to add, also add to that, Candy and Leash, um, those people that are constantly putting you in your past, 
they may be in the mindset that they are still in the past and they are, are upset with themselves or not happy with themselves yeah. that they haven't moved mm-hmm. forward and they haven't made change for themselves. So, you know, in order to keep you on that level that they may be on, they want to stay in mm-hmm. that past. You know, yeah. they don't want to grow. Yeah. They don't want to acknowledge your growth. But acknowledge, but them acknowledging your growth will not stump where you are and what you have to do. It will just encourage exactly. me all the more. That's right, and and, if, and the best thing to do in a situation like that um, is to love them from afar. And to love mm-hmm. people from afar, you know, a lot of us got it a lot twisted, thinking that that means that you're not loyal to your loved ones, to your friends or family. If you, you fake, if you cut them off, if you don't take a phone call, you don't respond to a text message. And what that means is you, you actually love yourself more that, that mm-hmm. you wouldn't allow for somebody to taint you anymore, no matter what title mm-hmm. and what role they play in your life it's time to cut them off and love them from afar so they can get to the point where they can be respectful of you and, and your level of growth. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And that happens a lot, I think, in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that in relationships, there's always a reset process or a period, in, especially in any relationship, friendship or whatever. But Sometimes you get that feeling they don't have to be that hard. You know, things don't have to be Mm -hmm. that hard, and they don't. But Mm -hmm. in a relationship, and women, we do this a lot. If he did something in 1995 and you're still (laughs) talking about it in 2000, then there's a difference. There's a difference Mm -hmm. if you're still using the same behavior, if you're still doing the same thing, and -hmm. there's no change. So, therefore, yes, people going to keep bringing it, especially yes, We're going to bring it up. Why? Because you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, and this is how long you've been mm-hmm. doing it. But mm-hmm. sometimes when that relationship needs to make a change, when it needs to make a switch, when it um, – because sometimes it's a codependency. Sometimes the mm-hmm. relationship has died, and y'all have fallen back on y'all friendship, but it's a codependency going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in that instance where you're constantly bringing things up, it's like sometimes people, like T was saying, people just need a change as far as it's it's time for them to move on. So we have to learn mm-hmm. how not to do it to other people because we know we don't like it. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Especially in relationships or with our kids. As parents, we do it all the time. They could be 16. We were talking about something they did when they was five. So we have to be mindful of the way we move and the in the things that we pour into other people. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Candy, what has been the response of your of your uh, of the people that you have uh, given them this task of looking within themselves? How has that gone for you? Um, it has been really. Um, I've been getting some really great feedback. Um, mm-hmm. That's. I'm. I'm really excited because I've had people tell me, you know, I wish I would have had this book before I got married, and and it made me think Ooh. I didn't write this for married. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't about marriage or anything. But what she mm-hmm. told me was that she wouldn't have went into her marriage with so much baggage had she had this this little journal. You know, this this mm. journal. You can read it. You can read it in uh, less than an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can read it, mm-hmm. and but when it comes down to doing the exercises, she told me, you know, 
I read the book, went through it, highlighted some jewels, and she said, and then I got to the exercises, and um, and a few people said this, and I got stuck because it made me have to face myself, and then it helped me see some things that I actually forgot about. And mm-hmm. just helped me connect dots. And so a lot of – I've been getting some great feedback. A lot of people have just told me that um, it has helped their perception of themselves, helped them to change, you know, mm-hmm. certain things that they thought about themselves. And um, mm-hmm. moving forward, it's, it's, just a, it's just a book that you can do over and over again. Once you read it and once you do the exercises for this season, you can pick the same mm-hmm. book up again next year and you got something else going on different in your life and you can apply those same exercises. So I've gotten feedback that people have said to me, I can definitely see this, you know, in in Mm. schools. I can see this for you. This is is an exercise book that really does not um, have an age limit on it. If this is something that can help, you know, I would say probably from the age of uh, 13 and up. And I know my mm-hmm. my confidence conflict started at the age of probably ten or eleven, you know. So mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. it's just that keeps Now we have a call up. Let's bring in four zero four 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 nine. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Stacy Johnson. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> Hi, Miss Alicia. Hi, Miss Tony. Hey, Tandy. Hey, girl. <laughs> so I just wanted to call in and show my support and um, say that I myself, you know, have have um, been working on um, the book journal, mm-hmm. um, and I'm enjoying it. Um, Tandy had a conference in February. It was called Tell Your Story. And mm-hmm. I think I put up yesterday until I went to that conference, I wasn't as transparent with myself as you I thought did. I was. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. it hit me that day when I went to it. But, like, as time has gone on, it's really hit me even more, especially with, you know, continuously reading the book and, and working on the journal in the book. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, Miss Candy, you are awesome in all that you do, your greatness. Um, from you being um, a hairstylist um, all the way down to just being a sister girl. Like, you are a great person um, to be around. Your 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 heart is big. It's real. Aww. And I, I, think you, I think you help people, too, um, because you're so transparent. People can't help but to be transparent when talking to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Wow, wow, thank you so much, Stacey. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and your heart towards me. Mm-hmm. Now, Stacey, this is Tony. I have a question for you. Um, if okay. you, you are doing the, uh, you know, internal thing, how, what what was the hardest part or what was the, the catalyst that got you to, to realize that you have to be transparent in order to be, you know, successful in life? What was What was the catalyst for you? Um, I think it was I've lost so many people, and there were uh-huh. unclosed chapters. And so uh-huh. while, while people are around, um, whatever you need to get off your, your chest, good or bad, get it off. Get some closure. You know, closure uh-huh. is not just for, for them. It's for you, just like forgiveness. It's not for them. It's for you. 
Mm-hmm. So to be mm-hmm. able to be associated and be connected with somebody who's very transparent, mm-hmm. you know, who can um, tell you um, what they're feeling, they're they're in in connection with their emotions, mm-hmm. right, with their human side. Um, you can't help but to do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because God will use other people, right, to show you you mm-hmm. too, just like He uses the Bible. Mm-hmm. So as I'm connecting with her and there's some other females around that, um, you know, they're transparent, they have great big old hearts. Um, safety is learning to be a better safety. Because just because some of them are younger than me, some of them are older than me, that doesn't mean I can't learn from them, and that doesn't mean they can't learn from me. You know, right. Nicholas, I look at your folks every day, and you just be saying some of the most profound things, and I'll be like, you better tell us this, Lisha. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've also learned, too, that, it's okay um, to compliment your sister girl from, you know, mm-hmm. her intelligent mind to her beauty to something she wearing, you know what I'm saying, something she doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Compliment each other. There's nothing wrong with that. So I'm in, I'm in my bad. 40s. I ain't thinking y'all my age, but I'm in my 40s. And at 40 years mm-hmm. old, I can't do the things that I did at 20, at 30. Mm-hmm. I'm not that safety. Mm-hmm. And right. every day mm-hmm. I learn something new. I learn something better about me. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about what oh. somebody says to me or about me. It's about how I react to it. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. be able to tell them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what continues to make me a better me. Knowing that because somebody said something and I didn't like it, I don't have to respond to it. I don't have to say nothing. Mm-hmm. I can walk away. It's okay to walk away. I don't have to argue with you. Because if I walk mm-hmm. away, you argue with yourself. You're looking crazy. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to keep my peace, my sanity. Mm-hmm. So Miss right. Candy coaches me a lot without coaching me. Miss Lisa, wow. you just don't know it now. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Stacey. We appreciate mm-hmm. you for doing that. I love y'all. Oh, we, we love, love you, you more, too. girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you so much for your continued support, Leisha and I. We really do, Stacey. Oh, yeah. Always, Miss Tony. Always. I love y'all. <laughs> and love you have you. a great evening. And thanks again for calling yes, in yes. and supporting. Yes, ma'am. Y'all Thank you, Stacy. Okay. We're going to put you back in the queue, huh? Yes, ma'am. She's so sweet. Oh, that was yeah, a sweet call. She is sweet. Wow. She I absolutely is. Now, oh, I have a question. If we were sitting here a year from now, and we I'm going to say two years from now, and we were talking about mm-hmm. your accomplished things that you have accomplished over that two-year time span, what are some of the things we'll be talking about two years from now? Oh, we will be talking about how I finished my South African tour um, during my conference, Tell Your Story, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm working on cur- currently. I'm working on that for 2019 with a group of women that um, that I met in Canada. I did a workshop, and... From that connection, we are currently working on a South African tour. So in two years, um, I'll be taking y'all through 
that whole um, trip through South Africa, Nairobi, Johannesburg, Cape Town, um, just walking out through the journey of what Confidence Conflict has done and the different authors that were birthed out of doing the exercises in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, about um, the different women who are inspirational uh, speakers on on my team uh, and my tribe where we travel all across the world to help women, you know, gain confidence and hope and just continue, you can just hear about the continuous um, support for the women to get out here and live their best life. Mm. Absolutely. All right, now. You better talk that talk. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, mm-hmm. here on Let's Chat, we always like to do something fun. Before our guests leave out of the chat room, I'm quite sure, you know, T, I don't know, I just want to apologize in advance. If you have pearls, I say clutch them now. Um, hold on to them tight. There ain't no telling what she's going to ask you. You know, she's, okay. she's my influencer. You know, everybody has an influencer. Okay. Women in general, we are not bossy. I just want all the ladies on the line. Don't feel bad, men, but all the ladies on the line, we are not bossy and controlling. We are influencers. It's our job. That's right. She is my influencer, and she keeps me in trouble quite a bit. So <laughs> I'm excited to, 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 to see what she got for you tonight. Okay. It's gonna I'm be a good one. It's it's gonna be a good one. You know, it's gonna be a good one because I've been inspired by all that you have shared with us tonight, Candy, and especially from um, Stacy's phone call. So I'm gonna put you up there on that 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 epic pedestal because in light of our you know our success with Black Panther and superheroes, you know, you have become a superhero just in the time that you've been here on this chat. But if you were your own superhero and you were to create your own superhero powers, girl, what kind of powers would you be? Because you have been very powerful in, in your in your sharing of your journey and your life with your, your readers. So what exactly would your super Hero powers be <laughs> well. It is. I'm operating in it right now. I have embraced it, and so with no apologies, I don't apologize. But I'm gonna tell you, I'll be the superhero that flies through the air. And once I drop down and touch you, all your skeletons are gonna fall out the closet. So whatever you had, <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out of you. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I love that, Lisa. That's the first time we done had a skeleton dropper in the house. She's trying to get, she's trying to do more than spill the tea. She's trying to get the tea all out there. That's how you live. Shake the bones out. (laughs) Yeah, you got to get here to get you right. (laughs) She's here to get you right, child. She's here to get you right. That's Absolutely. Stay away from me. Listen, I got a small circle come around me because they say, oh, she can sense something. They stay away. Uh oh. <laughs> they end up on page 78, right? <laughs> Let me tell y'all right now, she's still in tea. She got the journal now, but I'm telling you, something in that journal is something that her life is content. You content in that book. You might want to read it. Go over the the, <laughs> the the questions and say, you know, question thirty six and uh, forty five. Didn't we talk about this? Because mm-hmm, she's spilling tea, a sneaky way. She's spilling tea, y'all. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely love to have the support of, of the listeners to, to grab the book on Lulu dot com. It's actually everywhere. Um Mm-hmm. But I would love to have the support and the feedback as people who are who are currently starting their books, you know, because of it. So it's it's not about me and popularity and anybody knowing who I am. It's about them knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, please share your social media handles with all our listeners and exactly where they can get your books and what form they can get them off as well. Okay. You can follow me on Facebook at uh, Candy Allen Bozeman. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Miss underscore Candy Ray. And you can mm-hmm. get um, information about my conference for next year. This year we sold out um, my very first conference. We had over 100 women there. And that is TellYourStoryTheConference.com. You can also mm-hmm. find me at ChandyRay.com, and that's C-H-A-N-D-I-R-A-E.com. Um, and then to get the book, you can get the book on Lulu.com, Confidence Conflict. If you'd like to read on Kindle or anything like that, you can download the um, the uh, the book on your Kindle or your iPad. Mm-hmm. On uh, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, you can find it almost anywhere. So yeah, thank you. I would love to have your support. Awesome. <clears throat> thank you so much for sharing your your journey with us. And Candy, this is your home. Anytime you want to come back and kick it with me and Lisa, you are so so welcome. You know, you don't thank even have you. to have a reason. Just come through the chat room, girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, okay. Just come I will in. I will take just send us an inbox, an a inbox, an email. Be like, y'all, I just got some things I just want to have that that we <laughs> call it our um, mind, body, and soul segment. Yeah. Just be like, mm-hmm. I got okay. some things I want to speak into some folks, so we need to have a show. And I'll be like, okay, wow. I'll make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, um, y'all be hearing from me. I appreciate y'all both so much. You have a great evening, and thanks again for joining us, Candy. Okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. I loved her. (laughs) Yes. It was refreshing to, you know, to to speak Mm -hmm. with her and be able to – have that like-minded conversation. You know, a lot of times people be like, yeah, well, but it, it's so true. Y'all make sure y'all go mm-hmm. out there and get that journal because life is is hectic already. And sometimes in order to really see what you got to do and see where you got to go, sometimes you got to put it down on paper so you can stop going back or understand mm-hmm. why you do what you do. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of times and- we operate in our brokenness. And a lot of times we are attracted to other people, not because mm-hmm. of really the way they look, but we're attracted to each other's brokenness. You, you, Your brokenness mm-hmm. draws people into you. And so sometimes you have to understand why you do what you do. Why do you choose the relationships you choose? Why do you have the attitudes that you have? You know, you have to understand why you do some of those things that you do because when you don't, your brokenness takes over and you're just walking mm-hmm. around. And you really have so many things that you need to get together for yourself. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we get into relationships and we get into relationships broken. 
And the one thing that happens when two broken people get together, once one heals, the relationship falls apart because it was built on brokenness, something that was not going to last. And right. we have to be mindful of that when we get into any kind of relationship, not just uh, romantic, but friendships too. Mm-hmm. And business is wise as well. And once again, the name of that is Confidence Conflict by the wonderful and beautiful Miss Candy. Alan Bozeman, make sure you follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and pick that book up. Get that one click on. Or if you want to pick up a hard a paperback, you can make that happen as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back with our next fabulous guest. If you're just tuning in to the chat room, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you missed our first guest, no worries. Just head over to the archives here on blogtalk.com or iTunes, and actually any podcast app you can stream uh, Let's Chat with myself and the fabulous Miss Tony. We'll take a brief break, and we will be right back with the fabulous author and publisher, Byron Carey. Yacht Dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Winning. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they position themselves, their job really is to position you. Your your promoter's job is to position you in front of readers. Now, what you do when you get there is on you. You know what I'm saying? Your publisher's yeah. job is to position you as well. And so as a publisher, mm-hmm. and I'm a promoter as well, I'm an author as well, but as I position myself, I make sure that I position them as well. So it's about pouring into them and making sure that I share the things and that I learn with them so that they know. So when they're walking out into this literary world, they're not walking out with tissue on their shoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since uh, the day I met you, uh, whatever advice, any knowledge of any lessons that I needed to learn, all I can do, I can call you up and you you will give it to me. You will help me in any way. Tell me the good and the bad. And I just got to, you know, some some authors or some just, I'm just going to say people in general, they don't like taking mm-hmm. criticism too well. But um, you have to learn to take criticism because if it's good or bad, I mean, and you got to still have use that to grow. Mm-hmm. And I just Absolutely. use it as, as a growth spurt for me. Because mm-hmm. I walked in the game just, I mean, as far as this, kind of like blind. blind, And um, I, I would rather say, because um, uh, there was nowhere to turn and stuff of that nature. I, I actually wrote that stuff in like late 90s. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I just didn't know what to do with it. I just had it, and I didn't know what to do with it. So uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't for years and years later that, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit back down and I'm going to try to figure out what I really need to do and how to how to go about it. And mm-hmm. from, there, uh, from there, I still, I mean, every day I'm learning. And it's just, it's like mm-hmm. that with anything for me anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I a lot of people don't, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. It's, but you know what? The thing is you got to have a teachable spirit. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not that, you know, and I think in anything that you do, whether you're a wife, a, a husband, a mom, a, a dad, whether it's in business, you have to have a teachable spirit. You have right. to. And so it's just that you, you have a teachable spirit. You you love to learn things um, to help expand you and take you where you want to go. Now, as you, a lot of people don't know your journey. Um, you want You started trying to go into the NBA. You got into a little, little trouble and went to the left a little bit, but you came on back to the right. But during this <laughs> this long process of a second chance, because that's really what it was. If somebody was to tell mm-hmm. me who you were at that time, I'd be like, "Who him? You know, baby." I wouldn't believe it because it's a whole new person. And that's what happened when God gives you second chances. Everything you did before, everything you went through before, it's it's like a whole nother person, a whole nother life, if you allow it to be. Right. Talk a little bit about that process of change for you and, and moving into that different version of you and who the support that you had along the way. Man, uh, for me, I, I can really say it, it was kind of, I always kind of lived a double life. Um, one, one, one group of people and family knew me as the school, schoolboy, basketball uh-huh. person. And then I had a different life when I wasn't around them. 
and I would go out and I hung with with uh with the B boys and gamblers and other stuff other than they people that did a little bit of everything. And uh-huh. but that was like <clears throat> I guess that was like adrenaline for me because at the time I had lost my dad. Uh, I was I was thirteen then, so that was many years ago, but <laughs> Uh, and that was just like my 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 food to try to figure out kind of direction of of a man I wanted to be, and uh-huh. uh, I wanted to be a man that felt like I could survive because at the age of thirteen, uh, when my dad died, my mother, me and my sister, we were, we were eleven years apart, so she was two. You're gonna have to be a big brother slash father figure to your to your sister. So in that sense. I felt like, okay, well, if I'm going to have to be a big brother, father figure, I, I can't ask mama for nothing. And and my mother was, was well off. I mean, she worked at the post office at the time. So, it, and, you know, when my dad died, I, we received, you know, uh, what was that, uh, Social Security checks and stuff for me and my sister. My mom got her stuff. But regardless, I still wanted to be able to do me to provide for my mm-hmm. sister. And. Mm-hmm. I, I got out there in, in the streets and started dealing drugs and all that. And I had a goal in mind. I said, oh, man, I just want to get this one car and then I'm done. <laughs> but that goal was far and beyond. I, I, I probably went through 100 cars at that time after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, basketball, as far as my dad, that was my um, – my outlet to get away from the pain, uh, and I was great. I was. I, I know people say I'm humble about it when I talk about it, but I, I was great. I was a great, a great player. Uh, mm-hmm. Before it was Vince Carter, it was a Byron Carey. <laughs> oh, I was doing all right the now. same things that he was doing already on people. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of the people that I, I like to associate with, at that time I ended up getting into some trouble. Uh, while I was having all these colleges sending me, I got a, uh, I ended up getting an attempted murder case. Leaving, at, matter of fact, right after school, right in mm-hmm. front of the school, and uh, it took a while, but I ended up going to prison. I got an eight-year sentence. I did like six years. Came home. Uh, I thought I was going to change my life. What most people do, they go to prison. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years later, well, no, I went and played uh, USBL basketball. Played for the Oklahoma Storm, where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was my coach. That was uh, 2002. And we got three. a lot of background. Mm-hmm. Is that you, B? No. And then in 2003, yeah, said, uh-huh. yeah. In 2004, I played for the Texas Rimrockers. And in between that time, I was still, uh, I got right back into what my old ways. And mm-hmm. by 05, listening to Young Jeezy <laughs> and got pulled over from leaving, leaving that, what they say, the plug. And mm-hmm. 
my cousin-in-law had pretty much put the feds on me, and I, I, I went to federal prison. And when I was in federal prison, that which being that was my second time going to prison, I said, man, I can't, I don't have another round in me. Because if I go again, I never see light of day. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, so uh, I used to sit there and think and think. I, I'm a, a thinker. So I would think, like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I remember telling my mother, hey, send me my old book that I've been having sitting at your house for so many years that I didn't know what to do with it. So that's when I sat back down and started reconstructing it and trying to figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. Because even though before I, I, I went to federal prison in 05, I was already trying to find an outlet. And the bad thing about it is the day that I got hit, I had already said about three, four days. I said, you know what? This is the last time, and I'm done. I'm good. I, I, I accomplished enough, and I don't need that life no more. I want to go more of a corporate side of things because I, while I was in state prison, I ended up getting my business associate's degree. So I was like, okay, so I just need to do business, do business. And mm-hmm. um, I couldn't find my way back <laughs> to trying mm-hmm. to do that at the moment. Uh, but when I went to federal prison, I, I, I just thought and thought, and I really wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, mm-hmm. My oldest son was mad at me. Um, I didn't even want to tell him that I went back after I told him I, I, I won't do anything else again. So he mm-hmm. was mad. Uh, my mother, my grandmother, everybody was mad because played the role like I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So communication wasn't like, like the first time. Even though they still supported me, still loved me in the heart, the communication wasn't like the the, last, the the first time because I was like, hey, if you do it again, we're basically going to cut you off. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it it wasn't a full cutoff, but, you know, you you keep making the same mistake. You deserve to do it hard this time. So, mm-hmm. um as I sat there, uh, I just start. I picked up my pen again and ended up writing three more. On and uh, by the time I came home, I just I just had a vision. Okay, I'm gonna get back in the trucking. I'm gonna I'm gonna get me a truck. Uh, start a trucking thing. I'm I'm gonna try to do my own thing with books and all that stuff. But uh, for the most part, try to be. Uh, productive with community because even before people used to when I played ball people used to want me to talk to kids and, and try to tell them this and that but, and I really wanted to do it but I knew mm-hmm. one of my feet was still on the other side of the fence <laughs> and with my <laughs> foot on the other side of the fence I didn't want a kid to actually see me out there and then I, after I done preached to them or talked to them about not doing it then I would be a hypocrite to them, right. so I just like no, I I can't really talk to them. Uh-huh. But at this point, I can sit there and talk to them and give them a great story. I mean, not a story, but some some a lot of truth, nothing but truth. That uh-huh. is, so um, it's a different way from from all the negativity that goes in your life. You can still work out a positive. Uh-huh. Yeah, that testimony I, that you that true testimony you can give them. Yeah. And, and and that's where it is for me this, these days. I, I used to have to sleep uh, 
sleep and with one eye open looking over my shoulder and wondering what was going on and all that. But it's, now I sleep peacefully. Family sleeps peacefully. Mm. I don't have to worry about anything. And I mm-hmm. wake up and I pray every morning. Hey, I'm blessed. I came a long way. And, and that's just mm. good, the best feeling I get every morning these days. Back then, I couldn't I, I couldn't say that. I didn't know if I was mm. going to make it to, to today or make it tomorrow. It was so bad, my mother thought, my dad died when uh, at the age of, I was 33. When I turned 34, mm-hmm. I was in prison. I remember calling my mother and saying, hey, uh, mama, guess what? And she said, what? I said, I made it. <laughs> and she said, what mm. are you talking about? I said, you remember when you told me uh, that I wasn't going to make it to surpass my father's age because mm-hmm. of my lifestyle? Yeah. Said, no, nah, I don't really remember. I say, no, nah, you remember because you told me many times. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know, hey, I made it. <laughs> I didn't accomplish that. I said, I'm, I'm still in prison, not where I want to be, but I'm still mm. here. And I said, now I'm going to make a difference. <clears throat> and mm. since then, my mother's been very proud of it. Oh, that's awesome. That's powerful, too. But you didn't forget, which was the main goal of, oh, of what you had set out to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, just the fact that she brought up my dad, because I'm, well, I don't know if I need to tell my age. I'm, I'm going to pull one of y'all's stunts. <laughs> <laughs> it's different from uh, men, Dee. It's different from uh, men. Okay. Well, I'm in, I, I'm in my uh, late teens, and, uh, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> Uh, All right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with it. I had a joke so much. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. See, see how that I'm going to blame right? that on my counselor. <laughs> You're going to blame it on your age? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to blame it on my age. And I was just messing with my my younger sister today. I said, you got one of them old, them old people memory and you young. <laughs> and now, now it's on me. Comes right back at you. <laughs> so, so you you've done, come so far, and you've gone through so much. You've you've literally lived two different lives. What's ahead? What are some of the things that you see yourself doing um, in the next two years to get to get your mind and your your footsteps to be in harmony? Man, you know, for me, um, in the next two years. And I truly would love to see Cloudy Judgment 1 and 2 go into either uh, a movie. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, even if it becomes a TV series. I I believe that, uh, that, that that's my vision for those two. Um, mm-hmm. So when I I remember when I when I sat down and I was I was actually writing those 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 two books I uh, I envisioned TV series movie and so that's that's the goal in the next two years to try to do that I mean I, I still have um, quite a few more books to put out uh, in the next two years I want to say. Well, well, one by, by maybe one this year, and, and and another one probably by the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
the ultimate goal is seeing it on the screen because I, I feel like it, I, I, I write and I try to put a little bit of uh, uh, knowledge or inspiration of, in a book. Kind of, we would say Tyler Perry, you know, he's going to always talk about somewhere he's going to have a message. So even mm-hmm. though it might have a lot of drama in this and that or, or, or chaos, it's going to have a message in it somewhere. As far as, you know, your grandmother's always going to give you a message. When I sat down and wrote those, I, I remember uh, before my grandmother passed in 2009, uh, she would write, write me all kinds of letters. And my grandmother was one that can write just like she talked. Mm-hmm. She was cutting you out. She was cussing you out in a letter too, the same way. <laughs> so I used, I, she was, she was like a Medea. I mean, pulls the the dagger, the derringer up out of bra, all that, pack, mm-hmm. pack of cigarettes and a coin purse in a bra. Everything stayed in a bra. About five nine. Mm-hmm. So I, I when I was sitting there and I was writing about a grandmother, because of the. Uh, even though she did all that, she she would still sit there and quote every scripture to you and sit there and make you sit there and read that Bible over and over <laughs> and over. Favorite thing, songs, mm-hmm. you know, grandmother. So oh, yeah. as I was sitting there writing that, I always thought about a message that she would say or, or something that had something to do with my past life or if it was the life mm-hmm. that I had coming. So uh, mm-hmm. I feel like seeing a visual some men, men and women, just just our culture takes the message better with a visual picture than sitting there mm-hmm. and reading words. So that that's my 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 goal for the next two years. I I I'd rather them see it visually and get a better understanding of where you can move from a negative situation and move to a positive situation. Whatever the situation is, it could be. Mm-hmm. It can be losing someone and, and, and having to figure out how to overcome and and, and, and lift your, pick your head back up. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, I remember losing my grandmother. I didn't come outside for three months. Wow. When I, came, when I, finally, came, when I finally came outside, I, I was walking. I was in prison, so I started walking the track. And after I probably, I, I can't even tell you how many laps I did, but I do know Somewhere in between walking those laps, my feet just stopped, and I looked up, and the sky was blue, full of clouds, the sun shines mm-hmm. right through. And I was sitting there just looking up at it, and the next thing I know, I hear her talking to him. I mean, cuss me out. Not it. <laughs> pick your damn head up. You know, she she mm-hmm. went through her whole spiel, and it seemed like I was paralyzed there. For, for, it might have seemed, it felt like it was. 15 minutes, it might have been 3 or 4 minutes I'm not really sure, but Listening mm-hmm. to her go off on me And tell me to pick my head up That she's taught me better I know what I need to be doing I snapped out of my whole little days And started smiling mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now when I go See her at the cemetery I can't cry anymore All I can do is smile Matter of fact, since I've been here, I have never cried I go see her and I just smile Because I can still hear in my head going off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though she's not going off to belittle you or not up or anything, she is, she's just saying right. it 
giving it to you 100 where she's telling you the truth and she 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 knows the good the good in in you even though you can be doing mm-hmm. something wrong Mhm. That's powerful. Very powerful. Now, now, Bobby, you mentioned clouded judgment. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about that and and your inspiration behind it? Oh, clouded judgment. Well, clouded judgment. Uh, the inspiration before I clouded judgment is one of these things. Make it simple because I think everybody can figure that. Uh, when you got friends or you, your family or whoever, you know, you always say, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it 100. We're going to keep it 100. What no matter the problem is. So if you come, if you're doing good, they always run. You're doing bad. They, they disappear. But most of the time when you're doing good, there's somebody sitting back watching you a little bit too closely, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to get you to steal something or, or they got some kind of animosity. So in this story, I remember uh, what made me think about it. That's why the first one says the closest to you is the hardest to judge. One of my first cousins, I'm not going to say his name, uh, he was, he, he rolled with me every day. I mean, I, I would take him to lunch. I mean, this was from child's grade school to high school to after. And he finally told me one day, he was like, man, I love you, but man, I always had this, 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 I got this animosity towards you. And I was like, man, what is you talking about? He was like, man, uh, because you was doing you and you just always had all these fancy things and, you know, material stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I had a game system. I had a couple of them or the same one. So I remember giving it to him. But I charged him something. something. I'm like, ah, oh, man, just give me $20. So maybe about two months later, he never gave me the $20. I remember going to take it from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I just said my cousin uh, put the people on me, mm-hmm. he told me he put them people on me because he was mad because I took a game system when we were like, 15, 16 years old. And at that time, we was in our 30s. So, wow. So that was your reason for going to prison the second time because of somebody yep. had a, a problem with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say that. If you think about the, a lot of times, God has to sit us down when we need to be sat down. And so... Mm-hmm. He used your cousin to sit you down, but he needed you to be sat down the right way. And had he not felt that way, had he not had that that feeling of jealousy or animosity for you, you wouldn't have sat down, mm-hmm. and you may not have been here. Well, that's, that's true, mm-hmm. but... I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying There's a better way to show it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. Right. <laughs> Because it's true. I mean, so many different situations could have, uh, scenarios could have happened during that time. So uh, I'm not really mad at the time. I was, oh man, I was, I was hateful for him. But as I sat down and prayed about it and prayed about it, I had to learn to forgive. Mm-hmm. So maybe about two weeks ago, uh, I mean, we went out and we, we had some drinks, but I'm not saying that we 
we're, he's he's my right hand. Oh, I, oh, how much I love him. But I mean, I'm associated with him because that's my my his dad is my dad's brother. So um, I still have to l- love him. I wouldn't do nothing mm-hmm. to him. Now, if somebody else did something to him, I, I wouldn't run to his aid. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't run to his aid. That's not true, cousin. That's not true, cousin. He don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't run to his aid. Uh, actually, I'm not running to anyone's aid almost at this point because, like I said, I don't have any more strikes in me. It, and I just, if it doesn't have anything to do with moms or my my kids and stuff like that, I try to just stay away from all trouble personally mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even even with with my with with sisters or stuff, you know, they can get into a bad relationship and they can call you up and be like, "Hey, I, mm-hmm. I want to put him out," and then you go over there and do whatever you got to do, and tomorrow they back together again. But now you might be back right. in prison while they're back together. So I just okay. try to eliminate myself from all situations that seems like it can send me back that way, and then I have to deal with my sons again mad at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. But clouded well, you know, judgment. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, B. Clouded judgment kind of derived from from that. and uh, but So it's about three cousins which would be uh, Devon, Christian, and Antoine. And, mm-hmm. and they're, living a good, they're living a good life. Uh, and uh, kind of, just kind of move, well, they kind of move in, in unison. But then uh, Antoine has this, this jelly streak because uh, one of the grandparents had passed and left, left most of the, uh, the, the main heir was Devon just happened to be that, and then he just happened to have a basketball skill. He was great. Uh, Christian, mm-hmm. uh, a, a half breed guy, uh, Caucasian and black, and uh, his 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 white side, uh, Caucasian side, didn't really want 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 anything to do with him. So he he basically grew up around around his, the black family and and. I mean, they loved him, and so that's what he pretty much was accustomed to. Then, as he mm-hmm. got older, uh, his great grandfather was trying to uh, bring him into his five five hundred fourteen uh, company and be and make him run it because he was ill. Mm-hmm. Well, during in that, it's a lot. It's a it's quite a few twists because. Uh, as the Devon is trying to get back into the league to, to play, actually, he has he has an ego problem. He has a he has a temper problem. So he he, uh, he he got basically banned for throwing the, the basketball at a ref. So he was trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to change take anger management and change his change his life to get back in. Uh, at the same time, uh, he was a ladies' man. And he ended up finding a, one lady that that can pretty much tame him and help him change his ways. Uh, Christian, his uh, thing about the closest to him was his wife. She started cheating mm-hmm. with one of the other cousins, and uh, 
fell in love with the thug and Grams Antoine and wanted to wanted to kill Christian. Uh, Don't tell too much. They're gonna have to go and buy it. Yeah, they're gonna have to go buy it. You can't so, be spilling all the tea, man. By the time <laughs> cloud of judgment, oh man, part hey, two. Yeah, yeah, they gotta go. They gotta go get part two. They gotta pick it up out the pot. You know, it looks like a plate. <laughs> yeah, they gotta get it out the pot because by then it turns it turns a difference. Now it's more of a mystery. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know what I like about your pen is you have a dynamic pen. You you can write, or you have the. Um, Desire to write different genres. So if you can write any genre outside of contemporary or street, what would it be? Man, I try to think of so many things I I, I want to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I really want to go with. I, I actually have a rough. Little sketch of some exotic. Oh, oh, right now. Yeah. So uh, I was on my, on my Zane kick. <laughs> so, you say your Zane kick? <laughs> yeah, I was on my Zane kick. Hey, love to Miss. Hey, Miss Zane, I, I love you. If you're listening, if you're any fans, or hey, no disrespect. Hey, you do. You have great work. And uh, being that you know, I was I was in prison, and that's what. Folks wanted to read. They wanted to read penthouse forms and all kinds of that stuff. So uh, uh-huh. at that time, I was thinking about, uh, well, actually, I was just really thinking about how many prisons it is in the United States. It's too many with and housed with you know, almost like 30 million inmates. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, man. A whole lot. All, yeah, I say all them can use a lot of they gonna want to read some of this stuff because uh, they mm-hmm. ended up banning banning the magazines, but then they can still get literature in to read. So I was like, hmm. right. So I um I ex- I pretty much just sat there and kind of outlined this this whole story, and I just don't know really. I, I really don't know what to do with it because the bad thing is. I started thinking about my mother, my mother, and I was like, "Man, uh, do I really want my mother to lay her <laughs> eyes on this?" Because well, that's she your might look that's, up. that's I already see. I already you already got me going now. So that's gonna be after uh, after <laughs> you know, uh, put it nowhere out there, to turn please. to after nowhere to turn to. You already know what I want. So I'm just putting it on out there. Just might as well get on cracking on it. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, gotta, I, I have a title for it and all. I just. I'll oh, it. We, well, we say, hey, you know, just keep that. Our it. motto is if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, then they ask the Starbucks <laughs> for some coffee because ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes, it's probably going to be You got to dig deep, deep. Mm hmm. Oh, if not, you got to go deep, 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 deep undercover. <laughs> oh, 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 Tasha Denae, I, I, I need to get with the, the lady I of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So 
tell us what you got going on next, B. You know, we, we always love to have fun stuff going on here on Let's Chat. You actually did tell us the events you have going on. You have um, books getting ready to come out, Nowhere to Turn Part 2, your new erotica that we just discussed. It's on the radio, so therefore it's recorded, and I can play this at any point in time that I choose. Now, you know, <laughs> and since you bought up, you got an erotic, little erotic pen, you know, T always does fun, fun things before we leave the chat room. And so Uh-oh. I wouldn't say clutch your, curl, your pearls, but you's a man's man, so I'm just going to say, hey, um, we're going to make it do what it do. Go ahead, T. I don't know what you're going to have for you. You're on the air, so if you turn red, can't nobody see you. Oh, yeah, nobody can see you. He might be turning red. We may be able to hear it. Next next time they see me, I might have another baby all on, pulling one one of my D'Angelo videos. (laughs) Now, see, I'm going to use that in my fun question just for you. And you can put it in your new upcoming erotic book. Well, thank you once again, Byron, for joining me, Alicia, here on Let's Chat tonight. And uh, we love hearing, I guess, creative juices flow, literally, the creative juices to just flow. And since you just brought up the the baby oil, because I was going to go in another direction, (laughs) but I'm going to stay right here on the slippery slide with this oil. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted you to give us a little... (laughs) <laughs> give us a little um, Just give us a little taste of your pen Just create something real quick Using baby oil with two of your basketball characters <laughs> Well All right now We'll wait <laughs> Baby oil with two of the basketball characters Yeah Two characters from Clouded Judgment Two characters from Clouded Judgment With some baby oil And go Oh, we, uh, oh man, I don't know. So you're creating a light scene. You're creating a scene. So take a scene from the book. Add baby oil. Add oil. Add some oil to it. Put some oil on it. The hotel scene. The hotel scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. Baby (laughs) oil. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull the baby all out. I'm pulling the baby all out the microwave, so it gotta be it gotta be warm when when it's on. All right. So, uh, well, all right. So when the two of them, he hit, got warm baby oil tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the two of them, man and woman, entered the hot steamy shower, she she admired his broad shoulders, strong pec, uh, abdominal muscles. And washboard abs, while rubbing a, a soapy towel over his body parts, covered with baby oil, <laughs> she was she was filled with overmastering desire. He was a sculpture work, work of art. Before she could realize it, he was kissing all over with wet and gentle pecs. She exhaled slowly with closed eyes, taking it in. It felt good. Suddenly, he slipped his tongue into her to her mouth and she couldn't resist. His strong hands were stroking, cupping her breast and pinching her nipples. Michelle was getting wetter by the moment. She tried not to gasp, gra- gasp and moan 
seemed to escape her mouth. His hands were stroking her hair, and she buried her face in his chest, then stomach. Crazy as it felt, she was kneeling before him, fascinated by his girth. Now, I'm not going to point out the fact you forgot to show us when she put the uh, baby oil on him, but you did good. Oh, you did good. (laughs) He did real good. We sit here waiting for the next scene to come up. (laughs) That was good, Byron. I was trying to keep it up. Uh, and he not was too all nervous. He was all nervous. See? No, I had I had to I had oh, to no. find a scene real quick. Yes, <laughs> you did two slope. two characters. <laughs> you can take it and make it your own. <laughs> well, Man. thank you so much, Byron, for joining us oh, and and, and and participating in our in our chatty chat roomness shenanigans. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anytime, right? You know, I love to be in the chat room. <laughs> well, we love well, having, you. Even, having but, you. Even though y'all be trying to get me in trouble, but um, who us? Hey, fans! <laughs> hey, 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 I love it. I love it. You know, I, I, I could put a whole bunch on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we know you can carry the weight. You can carry the weight. But Byron, before you leave the chat room, please. Shout out your social media handles and all your upcoming material where our listening audience can get it and anything else you'd like to show share with them. Uh, oh, well, author, uh, author Byron Carey, Facebook, uh, I think author Byron Carey, Instagram, mm-hmm. author Byron Carey, uh, Google Plus, um, yeah, author Byron Carey uh, for Twitter. Uh, authorbyroncarry.webs I mean webs.com And Any more social stuff? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I want to say That's about it on the on the website um, And uh, okay. social media But um, The next thing up to come is uh, nowhere, nowhere to turn to um, Sometime this year Uh mm-hmm. Got still have um, the hustle and grind in uh, what May nineteenth out in Detroit. So if any people from Detroit are on listening, meet me there. Um, have Atlanta. Was it July of? Is it July eleventh? Mhm. Uh, July. July. Yeah, 14th. I know it's in July. July fourteenth in Atlanta. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. Atlanta kickback. If anyone from Atlanta or nearby. Even far away, please show up. Um, support. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm, we're still working on uh, uh, book signing stuff in uh, here in uh, far as Texas. Uh, but as soon as I find out a, a official date and stuff, I mm-hmm. will uh, let them know. Uh, and another meet and greet here in Texas, and I I think. So. Uh, we're working something for like April. I want. I think I want to say uh, SOE said something about maybe April 14th. But mm-hmm. until it's official, um, I, 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 when it is official, I'll post something. 
on social media and uh, try to let everyone know. April, you mean in a couple of weeks, April 14th? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna be able to make yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, they they kind of just kind of threw it on me uh, about about yesterday. I want to say yesterday because I ended up uh, taking some books to the book club and they, and it was like they had something in April, well, April fourteenth. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not nice. We hadn't. Uh, like I said made made it official yet, but. Uh, that's in the talks right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look at you doing your thing down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm um, trying to. I'm uh, trying to see about some 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 little radio promo stuff around this way, or the Steve mm-hmm. Harvey show, K one hundred four with Lady Jade and Dee uh, Dee in the morning, uh, and. I'm just trying to grind. I mean, like I said, I'm back. I'm back. I'm pulling it out the pot again. <laughs> okay. That's a wonderful thing. All right, man. Yeah, so, so. I'm very proud of you, Byron. I think we've been. Thank you. I don't know. We've been grinding for three years. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> three, no, three, four like years. Two thousand. Yeah, since re- like 2014, um, that's when we met. Um, then I know I went through, you know, some little family stuff for that lasted for a year or so. So it it kind of slowed slowed my process down. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually glad to be uh, back out and moving around, trying to uh, actually get with my fans and uh, just. Moving and, and communicating with with everyone actually, because uh, at this point, I've been uh, I have books in my eighteen wheeler. Every time that's, I stop, that's I'm right. Talking. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. There you go. Uh, that's so how. That's that paperback thing. Oh yeah. That's uh, right. I mean, every stop, truck stops, and um, I mean, hey, I look at it. If it's, if it's one or two, at at each right, one. Right. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Consistency. Yeah. Absolutely. Spreading right. uh, it up up and down the right highway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So next thing I might be posting a a video with me in the truck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that seat. happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, right now it's just I'm just trying to figure out a movement, and, I, and I'm steady sitting here thinking. Constantly, I said I'm a, I'm a thinker, so I try to think about what I can do next. Uh, if, even if it's here, uh, you know, <laughs> Dallas is not far away. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to. I have a, a cousin down in Houston that well, he he really promotes music, but um, I've been corresponding back and forth back and forth with him. Trying to figure out something because him and uh, DJ uh, Michael Watts, I'm not 5,000 Watts, I'm not sure, but he's one of them screw guys, if y'all know. Uh, they have a, a, mm-hmm. a little TV series down there called Hey, That's My DJ. And I'm, I'm just trying to get on any, just networking, trying to make sure I can mm-hmm. see what, what kind of way I can slip in the back door somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how you do it. That's how Super you proud it. of you, B. Super proud of you. I'm glad that you are 
moving and grooving. You are moving your feet. And this is the best part about a team because, see, this is one thing about a team. You can have a team with a whole lot of people, but if everybody, everybody don't move the same way, everybody don't grind mm-hmm. the same way, they work ethic is not the same. And so when it's not the same, that makes the team uneven. And it's hard uh, to be part of a team where everybody ain't moving, everybody ain't grinding, everybody don't have that ambition. But I, I really, really mm-hmm. appreciate my team because they all, you know, they all have that that grind mode. You know, they all move and grow. And I appreciate every last one of them, Tasha, Miss Rosa, Malachi, Malachi, all of y'all, absolutely. <laughs> On the battle. <laughs> yes, it, just it, moving and moving and making it happen. Oh, yeah, I've I, I noticed that. And, and that's, that's great that everybody can move and, I mean, do their thing because in the end, every artist, author is, is, is still working on their brand. So um, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're moving and moving. I mean, they're branding. And, and and that's that's the main thing because even if you're with whatever publisher or or if you're doing it yourself, you, your product is still your brand. Mm-hmm. So you want right. to always build build your brand. I mean, you got Donald Goins. Those are books from the seventies, and they're still floating. They're still floating, right. still selling. Because his book has legs. Once your book gains legs, in the words of Victoria Christopher Murray, your book will move itself without you. It will move itself beyond you. Yes, and that's very true. That's very true. And I remember my grandmother said one good thing. Uh She said, it doesn't matter when you wrote something. Words don't get old. That's right. (laughs) They don't Mm. expire like milk. So just keep putting your words down and... And just keep moving. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely agree with that. Well, we appreciate mm-hmm. you coming and kicking with us tonight in the chat room. You know, you are always welcome. Shout out your social media you. handles, which you did, but shout them out again. Uh, your Byron Carey across all social media. And uh, oh yeah, Byron Carey across all social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus. Uh, uh, What's that? Byron Carey, Arthur Byron Carey, uh, wayup.com. Uh, man, thank you all for having me. I love it. It's been a long time. Uh, Tony, always try to get me with, Tony always try to get me with the little trick questions. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what they, that's what Leach paid me for. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. Last time it was about candy, but ah, oh, you remember? This time see? it was Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> Lady Sour oh, Apple, yeah. Jolly Ranchers. Mm. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> see, you said you should have came prepared for that baby impression. oil. Look, you should have came prepared <laughs> for that baby oil. Then you should have came prepared for the baby oil. Now, <laughs> stay ready. Yeah, I, I walk. Yeah, I walked into it. I, I put myself out there with that one. I, I wasn't sure thinking about did. baby off. Lay it right on. <laughs> I walked in. right through the door with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or should I say oh. I slid through the door with it? <laughs> right. 
Oh yeah, um, I do want to have one another thank you. I, I, I mean, I, I know I, I I can't thank y'all enough, Miss Tony, Lisa. I want to say thank you to uh, to Reese, mm-hmm. Reese World Publishing. You know, give me an opportunity. I know uh, it's been a while since me and my boy sat down and stopped it up, but if he's listening, mm-hmm. got nothing but love. Nice, very nice. Oh, oh, and all my, all my other, uh, um, Tisha, Malachi, Miss Rosa, Arthur, uh, man, and more. All out, love. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> A whole family. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, Bobby, thank you once again for joining me, and Alicia, tonight. You know, we absolutely love having you in the chat room, and you are welcome back here anytime. And I might be calling next week just to bug you That's all right. We'll be <laughs> here. Your tea will be under the mat, and your chair will be over <laughs> there. Just pull it on now whenever you get ready. All and right. the oil will be in the microwave. <laughs> 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 and we'll right. have these, uh, sour apple Jolly Ranchers as well. All right. so you'll have a full right. house. <laughs> Thanks once work. again for joining us, Byron. You have a great evening. All right, y'all do the same. Thank y'all. Okay, you're very welcome. <laughs> Lisa, you know, I could be just messing with him, right? That's just it. It was just there for the taking. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that is it for us tonight. I know we were waiting for Coco Brown to slide into the chat room. She is actually on tour right now, and so it was hard for her to get away. You know, she has she's on tour, and she's also doing um, the new show that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, it's the TV show nine nine one one. She's on mm-hmm. that show. And so between that and her tour, we oh, we had reset her twice. She has so much, yeah. She has so much going on right now, and I just appreciate her even wanting to squeeze in with us um, and, uh-huh. and kick it with us here on the chat room in between her comings and goings. And so we're gonna get her on as soon as we can. Our schedule allows, yes. So I'm excited. It'll be exciting. Yeah, when she gets her, when she gets a chance, she'll she'll grace us with our presence. Absolutely, absolutely. We will see you guys on next week. All and right. We Enjoy out. your weekend. Good night. Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night. Loud it. Loud it. Loud it. Loaded. Uh-huh. You see this styrofoam cup in my hand? That bitch loaded. You see this cigarillo yeah. big market just rolled up? That bitch loaded. You see this yeah. extendo hanging out the side of my hip? That bitch loaded. Let go. Walk up in the bank with a bag, bitch, I'm loaded. Uh-huh. Keep a bad red bone with me and she loaded. Uh-huh. Glove department full of Swiss or Swedes, bitch.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.